Welcome to Safety Talk. Personal safety expert Pete Canavan shares his insights and interviews experts who provide simple and effective tips, techniques, and technologies to keep you safe and secure both online and off. Here's Pete. Hello, and welcome to Safety Talk. I am your host and personal safety expert, Pete Canavan. Thanks so much to our listeners for being here. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel at safetytalkvideos.com. You get the latest information about safety tools, tips, technologies. And of course, we appreciate you helping us spread the word about Safety Talk because, hey, we all need to work together to make this world a safer place. Today's guest is an old school journalist who has turned digital reporter. She knows how to use a typesetter, call it a story like it's 1979, and blog like a mom. She's written for local newspapers, the Associated Press, various art and lifestyle magazines, and has also helped launch a Citizen Journalism Digest in Salt Lake City, Utah. In 2013, she turned her reporting skills to the topic of home security and safety and has not looked back since. As a single mother and former college director, she's been looking out for the safety of other people most of her life. And the more she dives into all things safety-related, the more passionate she becomes about helping everyone live a safer life, as do we here. She's also a repeat guest on the show. Uh, we had her on uh, episode 20, I looked it up, uh, way <laughs> back when, when we first started. Um, you can find her advice, tips, and insights on safewise.com, uh, as well as on social media and lots of national and local publications. She lives in uh, Idaho with her son and daughter and their dog, Rocky. So I'm excited to bring her back for <laughs> today's episode of Safety Talk to learn more about SafeWise and increasing your online safety. And uh, with that said, it's my pleasure to bring back to us Rebecca Edwards to Safety Talk. Hello. Hi, Pete. It's so great to talk to you again. Yes, been a little uh, little <laughs> while. Uh, when we first talked, it was President Trump was still president. We didn't have COVID. <laughs> you know, the world was totally different than the world that we're living in today. And I don't think either one of us could have predicted where things would have gone in the last couple of years. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's been totally nuts. Um, so one, uh, one thing we wanted to talk about is, you know, we're coming up on the holiday season and, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we've got uh, a lot of people are going to be shopping online a lot more than usual because of the current situation. A lot of people still are a little, maybe a little skittish about going out the stores, so they're still doing a lot of shopping online, but people still are shopping offline as well. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about your some program that you guys are kicking off uh, about uh, a package uh, theft prevention campaign. And uh, so I wanted to jump right in with that because you know everybody's getting these packages delivered, whether it's from the big A company uh, or others. And, uh, you know, people like to steal packages. They see something on somebody's front <laughs> porch and it's like, oh, I wonder what's in there. They don't really care. They steal it. They don't want it. They'll probably turn around and sell it on eBay or something. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about that uh, because, you know, the world has kind of gotten into a little bit of a lunacy here. <laughs> so I so, uh, do appreciate you joining us. So um, let's jump right in and talk about uh, this campaign that SafeWise and yourself are, are putting together about this uh, package theft prevention. Yeah, so this is like the third or fourth year that we've released a data report about the worst metros in the country for package theft. And so just honing in on some of those biggest cities and um, where people are stealing the most packages. And it's it's become more and more interesting. And there's very little... Um, 
there's very little statistical data out there about this topic because it's really hard to track and it doesn't land in its own category in most states. Only five states actually have specific laws against package theft. Otherwise, it just is going to get lumped in with larceny theft, the same place that if someone steals your bike from out front of your house, it goes, or if you know someone snatches your purse, uh, pickpockets you, something like that. So it just goes into this miscellaneous larceny theft category. Um, and uh, or you know if it's from the USPS, it goes, it's a federal crime, right? But that's more and more narrow. You know, all the things that were designed to protect us from this type of stuff were related to mail. Well, I think now more of us, I mean, I get a lot more packages than I get mail because so much of my paper mail comes electronically now, right. um, you know, but the pandemic really put everything into overdrive as far as how many packages everybody's receiving at home. People had to shop online that maybe never shopped online before. And so this year we thought it was really important to take a deeper dive. And so on top of us figuring out the worst metro areas, we um, have taken an even closer look at one of the cities that's been on our list every single year, which is Salt Lake City, which um, is also thought of as a really safe community and package theft, you know, it's not a violent crime, but it is, um, damaging still in so many ways and it has a long a ripple effect just like all crime does because it's going to impact me it might impact if i send a package to someone they're not going to get you know their presents that i you know painstakingly picked out for them and put click on i wasn't knitting booties you know but uh and then it's going to affect the seller it's going to affect the carrier that's delivering the packages so it's an expensive cost and all of that comes back to you and me the next time we buy something online because it's got to be covered somewhere um, so and I think the I guess- ripple effect is, is something key that you just mentioned, which is not only is it something I think that's really important that they do track separately, right? Because it is sort of become its own thing as so many people have shopped online and, and continue to do so. And, and, you know, with no end in sight, really, I think it's really important. And I'm surprised that, that only five states track it separately. I think every state should be taking a real serious look at it because of the the uh, the implications in that ripple effect where whereby if you're filing more insurance claims because items are being stolen well guess what the companies that are providing that insurance to either you or the vendor or the carrier eventually that's going to affect them and they're going to have to raise their rates and then what happens is the price of the packages and goods and services goes up uh the delivery costs go up and so it ends up costing all of us more money in the end because ultimately it's all going to get passed back onto the consumer. And, uh, and we don't want that. So uh, one of the nice things is so many people have you know, ring doorbells and, and video uh, you know, surveillance on their homes and, and continue to add more because it's kind of easy to add those things anymore. That uh, At least that gives you another measure of being able to sort of see what's going on. Because I know some of the, the carriers like Amazon, they they take a picture if they leave your package there, right? They take a photo of it, you know, yes. inside your, your screen door or, you know, near your mailbox or something like yeah. that. And uh, so, I mean, that that's nice, but if you're not home and it takes a couple hours to get home, by the time you get there, they might not be there. Absolutely. And the interesting thing about that is, and that's something that's become really common just in the past couple of years. And really, really, I would say I've noticed it more in the past like nine months, practically every delivery that I get there, I get a picture of it sent to me. And um, I think carriers have increased their responsiveness in that way because they're getting so many claims of people saying, I never got the package. It didn't get delivered. And I've always told people, it's always your responsibility to prove that you didn't get the package, right? If you want the 
you know, vendor to replace it, or you're filing a, a claim with the carrier. And this makes it even more difficult for you to prove that it's gone, especially if they have photographic evidence and you don't. So, I mean, we used to recommend video doorbells as a somewhat of a preventative measure. Like you usually think criminals don't want to get caught. So, oh, I see a camera. I'm going to skip that house and pick the next one. Um, but we found that they seem to be very uh, shameless. These port package thieves, package thieves, porch pirates. Um, and they're like, you know, they might pull up a hood or they might put on sunglasses or something, but they will kind of acknowledge that the camera's there and still nab a package. So where that it maybe isn't as preventative as it was initially, now it's going to help you with recovery so much. And it can also help law enforcement with gathering information and building a case against um, something. If I've seen a few cases where porch pirates are targeting a specific neighborhood or specific cul-de-sac or something. And if the more neighbors that bring it to the police's attention, that work together, that all check their cameras, you're getting a much bigger picture and law enforcement actually has the chance to maybe stop it. Cause this is a really difficult crime to stop because it happens really fast and it can just look like me walking down your neighborhood. I just look like a harmless middle-aged mom. I'm not going to steal your package. Oh, but I might, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you never know. And, and heck everybody's wearing masks anyway. So it's, it makes it that much more difficult to, to identify somebody. So hopefully your camera or maybe your neighbor's cameras are picking up maybe the cars make model, you know, license plate, maybe they're catching some other details that'll help you catch criminals because, you know, one of the things that you guys, you know, promote with SafeWise is the community safety aspect of it. And I, this is a perfect example where having good relationships with your neighbors and being aware of this sort of problem, you know, it helps not only you, but it helps them as well. You can say, hey, you know what, you know, the, the incidence of people stealing packages is high. I mean, my neighbors are all, they all get Amazon all the time. You know, it's always there. And we work, we look out for each other uh, all the time. And that's a that's an important thing because you can let them know, hey, you know, if something happens, let me know. Maybe my camera, you know, caught something that yours didn't. You know, maybe theirs wasn't working that day or couldn't mm-hmm. get the right angle. And so now that footage can be provided to law enforcement, and hopefully you can you can catch these people because you know, like you said, they become very bold. They uh, they see it as an easy target, right? You're not robbing somebody with you know, you're not going directly up to somebody and stealing a purse or a wallet or a watch or whatever. It's just, there's a package sitting on a porch. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Let's see. Go on, grab <laughs> it, figure it out later. If you, you know, if it's something you like, great. Now, or maybe you're going to re-gift it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of reasons why they could be doing that. It's so it's, it's um, a low, low risk crime in some ways. And I think that's why the entry level to it is, is lower than, like you said, nabbing a watch off your wrist or something. Maybe people who never thought about stealing something might make it more attractive to them. Like, hey, you know, there's a package sitting there. Nobody around. No, go grab it. Not good. Yeah. So weird. Well, I talked with a researcher who um, studies uh, package theft in particular. And the first study that he did, they viewed all the videos they could find, like on YouTube, of packages being stolen and tried to, like, create a profile. And they found out that it's like 50-50 male to female, which is really weird for most crime. It's not usually that. It usually leans heavier to male, especially when it comes to theft and robbery and stuff like that. 
But he said, and he's a former law enforcement officer. So he looks at it, you know, from a few different academically and from his experience, you know, being on the streets. Um, yeah, 50-50 male, female. Most of them are 45 years or younger. And he said the one of the most interesting things is they kind of got some swag. Like the people be walking up with like designer purses. Um, he said Gucci sunglasses, driving, you know, a Mercedes or a, or a, BMW, and then they'll run and grab a package and, and speed off. Like that's crazy. Bizarre. You would think Isn't the opposite. It, yeah, because a lot of the reporters ask me when I'm talking, you know, to um, you know national, you know, broadcast stations and stuff like that about, um, you know, ha- it's gotten worse with COVID. Is it because people are out of work and people are more desperate and they need things? And um, this fellow told me from a law enforcement perspective. Um, someone that was down on their luck and trying to provide for their family probably isn't going to steal a package that they don't know what's in it. If they're going to choose to start to steal something, they'll probably steal something they know will help. Like they're going to steal the loaf of bread. We're going to Jean Valjean. (laughs) Right. Um, No, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. So porch pirates tend to be more of like a high white collar crime. (laughs) Kind of. It kind of is. Board, maybe board housewives. I don't know. Yeah, right. The, uh, <laughs> the the porch pirates of in your local town, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy yeah. though. Very interesting. Uh, and I think you know, unfortunately, a, a lot, you know, a lot of people are victims of that. And so, uh, if you have you know that sort of problem where you live, make and you don't have a you know a camera, might want to think about that and definitely talk to your neighbors about you know, keeping an eye on things, you know, or, or have the, the driver drop the package at the neighbors, or I know you can even, you know, tell them, Hey, put the packages behind the bush on the right yes. side of my porch. So it's not sitting on the porch, you know, they can hide it back there. And in that way, somebody who's driving around is never going to see it. And nobody's going to walk up to every house and look behind people's bushes. Right. So I think that uh, that's a good idea too, for, for people is to do that add some special instructions and have them put it in a not so obvious location so that the, you know, the chance of something being stolen is, uh, is decreased significantly. Definitely. You hit on something um, really significant there and it's decreasing the likelihood that it's going to happen. They're not just going to walk up and check every house for packages. If they can see it from wherever they are, which is going to be on a main road, like they're not stalking through your backyard, you know, in the little suburban neighborhood. And so if they can see it from where they are and know that it's there and can kind of get that time seems right, it's going to be, you're making it more vulnerable. So, and just because, you know, I said, I don't think cameras are as preventative as they used to be. There are preventative things you can do. Like you just said, have it delivered in a hidden spot. Um, You can even get a porch locker or put a, your own little like little box on your porch that you can add a, a smart lock to or something with like a code, a lot more drivers. Um, and carriers getting used to this and being responsible and responsive to following instructions, shoving it around the corner, you know, sticking it behind the bush, putting it in the in the lockbox. Um, and like you said, deliver to the neighbor, um, deliver it to a package locker location in your town if you have those. I yeah, love that's happening lockers. more and more, too, where you're able to deliver packages like to your local CVS or Walgreens or yes. something like that. So, you know, you can that's always an alternative, too, if that's a problem for you or if you want to make sure it's never going to be a problem for you. Have that package delivered to one of those locations, stop by at your convenience when they're open. They check your ID. There's my name. That's the name on the package. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Now you're, you're you're not losing 
things, because especially when you're ordering something that's, that's timely that you need, whether it's for an event, an occasion, as a holiday, or just something that you need because, you know, you're trying to replace something that may be broke at your home or whatever, or business. Or medication. People have medication delivered, That's you a know? Yeah. That's a biggie. You don't want somebody stealing your meds. You know, now you're out of medication. That could be, now you're talking, uh, could be a serious health problem. And that's, uh, that's even, that's taking things to a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh, now, so, in terms of uh, increasing overall safety online with shopping, you know, we always talk about making sure that you have strong passwords and you're not putting a lot of personal data out there online. Uh, one of the things that I personally started doing recently is using a separate account for online purchases, especially from online purchases for, from vendors that I've never done business with before and not knowing whether or not, you know, their system is secure and might easily be, be right. compromised and hacked. So I bought recently a prepaid Visa card, loaded it up with, with a few hundred dollars. And now I have that if I want to make a purchase somewhere and I don't have to use my regular debit or credit card because we all know what a pain in the neck that is when your regular account is compromised. Now you got to cancel it everywhere you have it if you can even <clears> remember <throat> every place that you've stored that right. card. And now you got to go back in and you've got to change it everywhere. And in the meantime, you might be missing... Uh, you know, payments may not be going through. Now you're getting phone calls or emails saying, hey, you know, you didn't pay your water bill or your electric bill and you yeah. know, or whatever it happens to be. And it's like, oh man, I got to remember, I got to update my card there. So it's a huge <laughs> pain in the neck. And if you don't have, so if you have something that is a, is a temporary card or something that you just kind of set aside for certain purchases, that is very smart, especially, you know, Around the holidays, you're starting to shop. Maybe you're you're searching for something. It's it, you you locate it on a website that you're not familiar with. Another step to that, and this is something I've just noticed recently that companies are doing, is or, or banks are doing, is allowing you to generate a temporary credit card number. That's so, so you cool. You don't have to even use the card number that you have. You can log into your account and generate a card number that you can use just for a purchase or just for a website. And then if that number is compromised, so what? You deactivate it, you generate another one, which I think is a brilliant solution. I love that. And it takes away so much of the risk that you have. Absolutely. Because I always recommend that people don't use their debit card to shop online. Never. Um, period. Just because that's the doorway to all of your real funds and money and your bank account and everything. Um, so much harder to, re I mean, harder to recover from, um, because they could steal all your real money, you know, <laughs> like, and, uh, and the bank I won't give it. it back to you as easily no? as if it's a credit card company. And what happens if they freeze the funds and they want to open an investigation and now days, weeks are, are ticking by and you don't have access to your money. In the meantime, you got to pay for food and your mortgage and all your utilities and everything else you got to buy. That's a huge problem. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. So I love that. I think that's so smart. It's that extra, extra layers, you know, layered security is the way to do it. I mean, that's, what's going to give you the, the most maximum protection. Isn't just having one thing, like don't just have the ring doorbell also have your packages hidden. Also, you know, don't just, um, you know, use a, uh, the prepaid card. I love that. I think that's so smart because credit cards are always a, a better bet. And sometimes they will insure your packages too if they get stolen. So like um, American Express is really good at that, yep. that they'll cover a lot, a loss delivery or whatever. Um, but to where it's not connected to any real money, it's not going to be on any of your 
repeat automatic payments. And this kind of like throwaway number is a brilliant, brilliant way to go. I love that. Yeah. And that's something <laughs> I just my bank came across. It. Yeah. I just came across <laughs> that recently and I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Like, yeah. because we all have been in that position where you get the call from the bank, you get the text on the phone. It says, did your, was your card used to make this purchase in, you know, Alabama? And you're like, uh, no, I'm in Pennsylvania. I've never been there. That definitely wasn't me. So now you can, you know, now you got to cancel the card, wait for a new card to come and they don't give yeah. you a temporary number. You might have to wait two or three oh. days, even if they're, you know, getting it right out the door next day, second day air to you. In the meantime, you can't go shopping or now you got to use another card, maybe using a credit card. You don't want to use your credit card. You're trying to pay down right. whatever it happens. <laughs> Right. So, so for we have sure, these, yeah. these issues that can happen. So having a, a card that, and I mean, I take it a step further. <laughs> I use my, I put money in my PayPal account. I use the PayPal account to fund the prepaid card. And then I generate yes. a temporary number on that prepaid card account. I love that. So it's That's like so four layers deep. Is it a mm-hmm. pain in the neck? No, it's simple. It takes you two minutes to do it. And now you have a record of it. And if you want to do it and generate, you can generate as many numbers as you want, which is another really cool thing. So if you want to use one number for one vendor and another number for another vendor, if something happens and you know which number it was, it's like, well, I've only used that number at that vendor. They must have been the one that was hacked or compromised. Now you can turn around and be like, hey, man, my number was compromised. You're the only place I've ever used it. You better check and see what's going on. No, that's such a great point. That's uh, so smart. I love that. Yeah, being able to tell exactly where the card was exposed is uh, that's incredible. I mean, that's leaps and bounds ahead of where we usually are. We'll right. Because like, you can't do that with your regular accounts. You know, maybe you have <laughs> no. two, three, four credit cards or whatever and a debit card. You're not, you, that's it. You got a finite number. You can use it four different places. And now what? Now you got to start repeat yeah. using it elsewhere. This way, you yeah. don't have to do that. So for those people that are not aware of that, definitely look into it. If your bank doesn't do it, you know, see if there's other banks out there that, like I said, use a, a prepaid card, see if that's an option for you, get that and use it and, and protect yourself. Again, layered safety and security, as as you said, Rebecca, is the way to do it. You don't rely on just one thing. You, you have to have multiple things that help keep us safer. And with the crooks right. getting smarter, with the technology <laughs> getting more powerful, with things like artificial intelligence now helping along the ability to crack things it starts yeah. getting really scary. And as long as I'm on that topic, <laughs> you know, the power of computers every 18 months approximately doubles. That's Moore's law. When you take Dang. that increase in processing power and now you match that and mate that with artificial intelligence, you now have these smart systems hacking away at various, you know, companies, businesses, individuals, accounts, whatever. And so as time goes on, it's going to be harder and harder for us to protect ourselves. And so every single thing that we can do to give ourselves a little bit of an edge is going to benefit us. I mean, we all know that if our identity was stolen, you may never recover from that. I know people whose identity has been stolen. It's taken years to try to get back. And in the meantime, your credit's ruined. What happens if that mm-hmm. happens right before you try to buy a house or a car or oh new appliances or furniture or, or something like that? You know, now you're, you're now what are you going to have to do? Now you got to if you can't get credit, now you're going to have to come up with the cash. You know, how many people are going right. to come up with 35 oh. grand to buy a new car or 50 grand to buy a new car? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. And one thing you said earlier, um, 
caught my attention. And I think it plays into this. Like you and I, we could riff on tips and things you can do all day long and all the ways to layer it. And it can sound really overwhelming. And, and people think, gosh, you know, I don't want to. It's such a hassle. Like you're saying, the four layers to do PayPal and the card and generate. It doesn't take any time at all. You set that up one time, basically, and it's easy to do it every other time. But I think that even if it takes you an extra 30 seconds or an extra three minutes or an hour to do something that will save you the headache, the heartache and the pain of, of months or years of problems, <laughs> something else happening. Yeah, it's totally worth it. And that's why I always tell people, you know, I want us all to adopt safety as part of our lifestyle. It's like dental hygiene. It's like we don't brush and floss our teeth after they have already fallen out. Right. We do it so they don't fall out. It's the same thing with safety, whether it's online safety, package that safety, locking the front door, um, you know, cybersecurity, uh, you know, floss, floss your security life before the teeth fall out. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I tell people is don't learn safety by accident. <clears throat> yeah. And unfortunately, like a lot that. of people, they don't think about it until after the fact, whether it's their personal mm -hmm. safety, if there's some sort of physical threat, or it's your online safety and security from being hacked or held for ransom if you're a business, that sort of thing. You know, you've got to think about these things ahead of time. And you may not realize a direct return on that investment right. initially, but neither do you from insurance. And we all carry exactly. insurance, whether it's an umbrella policy on us or on our house or on our cars or whatever. We have insurance just in case. We don't buy insurance and say, boy, I hope I get into an accident tomorrow so I can <laughs> get a new car. No, we buy right. it because we are trying to protect ourselves from liability and the, the pain and the heartache of having to deal with a problem and not being insured for it. Right. And if your house burns down and you don't have insurance, you're going to have a big problem. You know, you're going to be able to go buy another house and still have to keep paying the mortgage on the one that is ashes. Of course not. So we have to look at our safety and security, I think, the same way that we look at insurance. You know, mm -hmm. we buy these things just in case. We're not looking for a direct return. We're just hoping that, hey, how's it, what's the saying go, right? We hope for the best, but we plan for the worst. Yeah. And that's, exactly. that's kind of what you have to do. Absolutely. And it's interesting um, that you mentioned insurance. We do a survey of um, people in every state every single year, and we ask uh, how did, what are you afraid of? How often do you worry about your safety every day? What, you know, crime issues are top of mind. And then we ask, what do you do about it? Are you doing anything about it? So what we always find out every year is that people are worrying and they're not doing very much about it. Um, but insurance is the one thing that is definitely at the top of the list. Cause we'll ask like, do you have any of these things? You have a security system. Do you have like pepper spray? Do you have firearms? Do you have a guard dog? Um, and we ask about insurance as well. That's the, always the number one thing that most Americans have in one form or another. And sometimes, you know, yes, we're required to have it by law in some cases, but that's just become part of our life though. We expect that we're going to have to do it. We plan to do it. It's normal to do it. Um, but we've only got 25% of the people we talk to that have a home security system, but a, a burglary or a break into their home is the number one thing that Americans usually are most worried about and afraid of actually happening to them. So isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Mm -hmm. One of the things that they're most worried about, but yet they're not doing about it. And I think right. part of the reason for that, and, and I think you probably agree with me on this, Rebecca, is that sometimes that sort of thing is too painful to think about. And so people yeah. tend to ignore it and they, they're like, you know, they bury their head in the sand. They don't want to think about it. It's like, you know what? It's, it's not going to happen to me. 
And that's the absolute worst thing you could possibly do, because what is the victim of every single violent crime or burglary or robbery or anything say, right? After the fact, they all say, oh, I never thought it was going to happen to me. Well, too late now, because it just did. And if you had maybe taken some, some proactive measures ahead of time, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Maybe if you had a better security system, maybe if you had Mm -hmm. taken some training, maybe if you had learned a little bit more about what you could do to secure yourself by, or, you know, by getting a security system or whatever. And people can say, ah, well, you know, I don't see that direct benefit. You know, it's an, it's an extra, you know, whatever, $30 a month monitoring cost. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, how much is it going to be, how much you pay in the next is going to be to to replace all your jewelry and all your electronics and all your gaming systems. (laughs) You know, if your kids have playstations and Xboxes like mine do. You know, if we weren't here, oh, yeah. broken, install the TVs and all that and the computers, it's, you know, that's a huge amount of, of value in items that you better have insured and oh, you better absolutely. have to take some, some, you know, proactive steps to reduce, you know, we can never eliminate hundred percent, but at least reduce right. the likelihood of something happening. Yeah. You can reduce the likelihood and you can also mitigate the damage a little bit. Because like, if you have an alarm system and it is monitored, they have a shorter amount of time to get in and out of their house cleanly than otherwise. If you have alarms going off or, and yeah, we all ignore car alarms nowadays uh, for the most part. Um, I mean, it's become like something that we don't respond to like we used to. Right. Um, It's like, oh man, who set their car alarm off? (laughs) But (laughs) you might still look to see, or I'm like, is that my car? And so it's still drawing attention in some way. So all of those things do minim- minimize the amount of time a you know criminal might spend, um, and it can increase your likelihood of catching the bad guy too, which is something um, we all want to have happen. And if we circle back to porch pirates, that's one thing that's difficult. It's hard to catch catch the bad actors there because, um, like we said, they're just walking down the street and and walking by. But if communities come together and work together and communicate the odds go up. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So let's, um, I'm going to, for those of uh, our listeners that are, uh, or viewers that are watching this on, <laughs> uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, if you are great, I'm going to pop over and pull up the SafeWise website yeah. real quick here. And if uh, you have not, then, and you're listening to this just through your favorite podcast network, uh, you can, go and check out safewise.com. And so we'll talk about um, all the different things that you guys have uh, with the site, because there's a ton of great information that you have. And so I'm pulling it up now, as we talked about earlier, you know, SafeWise focuses on, you know, home safety and security, the individual and Mm -hmm. the family and the community. And so if you are looking for some great information, some tips, some reviews on different products. This is a great place to start. Uh, when I first found out about it was when you first came on the show a while ago is when I had first you know, learned about it. And for example, you know, we're just talking about security systems, right? Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're being overwhelmed. Oh my God. I know all there's all these security systems <laughs> out there. There's the ring system. There's simply safe. There's Vivint. There's ADT. There's all of these, right? Who should I buy? You know, what are their costs? What are their features? What are the benefits? What are the pros? What are the cons? You can go right to the website. I just pulled it up here. Boom. Best home security systems of 2021. Right here. After hundreds of hours of test and research, here's who we picked. And you can go and you look and it'll tell you why. And you can, it's the, what, I, what else is great is you guys even provide like 
a phone number for the company right there. Like somebody wants to go look at it or they can click and look at the packages sure. and you can see what the prices are. So this obviously takes a lot of, of time and research, which you are doing that the, the average person doesn't have to go waste a lot of time or invest a lot of time uh, in doing. Right. And we really try to hone in on um, like use cases, like who do I think is the best match for? I feel like a matchmaker sometimes with security <laughs> products and things, you know, like I want to match you up with the right thing. But we have tested all of these, like we've had them in our homes. We've met with these companies. We've held their equipment. We get sneak previews of the new stuff. Um, the relationships have grown a lot. And that makes a huge difference because I can tell you exactly what I think is good about having front point in your home or not, or having Cove in your home versus having, you know, ADP. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, uh, that's an extra layer that we have really worked hard to add, um, that we try to, we try as many of the things that we, um, talk about as possible. And so, um, I'm always thinking about, you know, how are those ways to make proactive decisions for your safety? And then what are the tools and resources you need to do that? And we really try to come up with a broad variety of things from all kinds of, from free things that you can do, because there's a lot of free stuff you can do, a lot of common sense that keeps you safer and more secure in your life. And then there are other things you can do, um, tools and technology and stuff that can can up up the ante, add those extra layers. Um, Yeah. So, and I I don't think safety should be a, a privilege. I think everybody should have access to it and everybody does. So we try really hard to, to throw out all types of options so that, you know, hopefully money won't be a barrier to someone creating a safer life at home or in their community. No, and I mean, you, that, that's the cool thing about this. I mean, just looking at this as an example, you, you have right down our starts, you know, some of these start as little as $14 and 99 cents a month. And then you've got, you know, your best overall pick, you know, what your readers like the best, what's the best for your whole property, what's the one with the best professional monitoring, what's the one that's more focused on the customer. So it's really, really great how that information is laid out and it makes it so, so simple as we go down there. Hey, look at that. It is Rebecca's right there (laughs) article, right? Um, But yeah, so you have, you know, all the different systems, you have a great way to, uh, to, you know, a nice spreadsheet here with all the features. Lots of good information on there. And then so, and it, you know, security systems is just one part of it, obviously. Oh, um, sure. Got the yeah. buyer guides and the comparisons, even, even do some head to heads here, which I think is really neat. Uh, because if somebody is saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking about ADT or Vivint, you know, which should I pick? Well, there you go. You got a brand comparison yeah. right on your website, ADT versus Vivint. There you <laughs> go. You can look. Yep. Yeah. And we've branched out into other areas too, where we do the smart home, right. um, home safety, smoke detectors, fire extinguishers, carbon monoxide detectors, things like that. And then I just barely published a family safety guide that helps you stay safe at home. Um, how to keep every member of the family uh, safe uh, from babies, you know, uh, to grandma pretty much and all the different resources um, and different things to consider at different ages as your kids are growing up. Like, right, you know, you I don't- love that. I love that. You know, kid yeah. safety, baby safety, toddler safety. I mean, little things that, especially for new parents- may never think about. I mean, yeah, we know babies, what do they do? The first thing they do is they grab anything, it goes in their mouth, right? So I mean, baby proof everything and, you know, different Uh locks for your cabinets. And I'm sure you guys have, you know, reviews of different things like that. I mean, you got nanny cams and cribs and monitor. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Baby proof cabinet locks. I didn't even know if you had it. There it is. (laughs) We do. (laughs) And uh, because I mean, when my kids were young, that's what I did. We had the ones with the magnet, right? Put them in the cabinets and you'd have to use that strong magnet and the magnet would, you know, 
release the uh, the catch on the inside before it would open. So you could sit there and pull it all day long. Yeah. The only problem was you had to make sure you didn't accidentally lock the magnet in the cabinet. <laughs> right. Well, baby proof things should be Rebecca proof. I mean, they, they, they should call them that because I'm really bad at getting into baby proof things. Like <laughs> I struggle to open cabinets. Um, when I test the locks, if I, if I can maneuver it easily, I'm, I'm very excited about that, but I don't know if I want to recommend it because is it going to keep a baby out if I can get into it because True. I can't usually get into anything. <laughs> so right. Yeah, and they I have them know. for drawers. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So you 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 mentioned something that I I think deserves uh, a little bit more focus, and that is the smart home technologies, yeah. because lots of people are putting in these wireless devices like the ring cams, like um, Alexa enabled lighting in the home, and things like that. So yeah. all of these devices are attaching to your Wi-Fi network, and I'm sure people remember the news not that long ago. You know, there were some major negative news about some of the companies that had these wireless devices and, and people had hacked into the systems and were actually able to watch the family members, the children speak to them over the microphone, uh, you know, and the speakers in the system. Yes. And it's scary stuff. Now, a lot of that has to do with the security of your Wi-Fi network. So you really can't blame the company 100% for that because if you've got a weak password, if you're using the default password on your network, yes. that's on you. I'm sorry, that is on you. You have to take responsibility for that. You've got to change it. You got to make it more complicated, more secure. But with the IoT or Internet of Things just exploding from <laughs> smart thermostats to Internet-enabled, you know, refrigerators to all the smart TVs in our yeah. home, all of these, these devices are gateways into your network. And yeah. it could be your home network. It could be a corporate network. You've got smart TVs on your corporate network. Well, guess what? That's probably a leak, a weak rather link in the, yeah. in the security of your, of your, uh, of your network there. So uh, the, For sure. the smart home stuff, uh, is something that is is something that people really need to take uh, a, a, a strong look at. Uh, I mean, personally, my security system here at my home uh, is wired. It's all mm -hmm. it's not a wireless system. It's a wired system. Why? Well, because I'm a safety and security guy. I know that's more <laughs> safe and secure, and I'm handy. So I was able to run the cables. Um, right. Not have to you know pay for somebody to do that. Not everybody can do that, and I understand it. And you want you know maybe a quick and dirty solution. Yeah. The best thing is to do that with a Wi-Fi network, but. And this is a big but. Keep in mind that the level of security is going to be lower than a wired mm -hmm. system. And inherently, the amount of security that can be built into one of those devices is going to be minimal. It's a teeny tiny, for example, little you know, ring doorbell. How much technology are they going to be able to stuff into a little doorbell? You got a camera and you got some electronics and you got a Wi-Fi adapter. Not a whole lot. So hopefully we're going to see the security around that evolve. Uh, there are some technologies that I'm aware of that are, are starting to be used more uh, in the quantum computing realm and mm -hmm. quantum security. I don't know how much you, you may have been learning about some of this, Rebecca, but essentially they're using like radioactive isotopes to be random number generators. Mm -hmm. And they're these teeny tiny little, yeah. I mean, they're literally teeny tiny little devices that you can add to servers, networks, Wi-Fi networks, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And these unique isotopes can't be duplicated because they come from nature. And so it makes things super, super yes. secure. And 
I know of one company I saw um, probably two years ago or so that was at a, a uh, that had a booth at an event that I had a booth at. They were right across from us, and they had a technology that did that. And I talked to these guys, and it blew my mind how amazing it is <laughs> because it can be it can basically be adapted to anything. And so, looking at the at your your Internet of Things devices, just keep that in mind. You know, they may not have that technology and that security capability today, but they're going to be able to get more secure in the future. Sure. But as I mentioned earlier, as the technology gets better, as AI gets better, you're going to have to constantly be in this back and forth war with the hackers, you know, trying to keep yourself safe yeah. and them trying to get in. <laughs> no, it's true. But, and um, security has gotten a lot better in a lot of devices. Ring is a great example because they've had a lot of really notable breaches that have hit headlines over the past few years. Mm -hmm. um, but adopting, you know, look for companies that are adopting standard end-to-end -end encryption. So what's happening is a lot of times, if things might be encrypted um, going one way, or it might be encrypted coming in or going out, but it's not like um, 100%, you know, it's like you want to wrap your, uh, your uh, uh, internet, your online Wi-Fi connections in like, bubble wrap to some degree but you know or in like a like titanium box or something that's yeah. kind of and end-to-end -end encryption is part of creating that box and that bubble right. wrap um so looking for those kinds of things are really important activate firewalls or add firewalls um and make sure that uh, and this is the one that people never do and um make sure that you are updating your firmware and your software and your operating systems all the time because that is where they're trying to keep up with the hackers and that's where patches come in. And that's where, and leaving your stuff um, not updated is one of the things that can make you the most vulnerable. And if they can get into one of those devices on that network, they're into all of it. And so, you know, um, it really starts with that home network and how well you're protecting it, but you can't just rely on that. You have to protect every device on there. And so, and again, oh, it sounds really complicated, but if you set it up at the beginning to do that way, and check your firmware updates when you check your smoke detector batteries every month. I mean, just make it part of that routine. It's safety of the lifestyle, being proactive. And it will take you, it's not even going to take you an afternoon or a morning to do. You know, it's it's maybe going to take you an hour. Right. And for people that may not be as familiar with a firmware update as opposed to like <laughs> a software update or an operating system update. Yeah. And we all know, you know, you've got your smartphone. It'll come down. It'll say, hey, there's an update available. You hit update. Okay, great. Or Worse, you say, ah, I'll do it later, do it later, do it later. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. don't do it later. Do it as soon as you possibly can because it's, it's putting those updates in. But a firmware update is actually updating the software that runs the hardware in the phone. So, uh, or in uh, your router, for example. In, in, yes, the router. In this case. So you may, if you're, when you set up your router, if you did, or if you had a you know, local computer company or whoever do that, uh, there is an option in every router to update the firmware. So what you do is all you have to do is a lot of times you can just click a button inside the, mm -hmm. the menu that says, you know, check for new firmware. It'll go out as long as you're online, go to the company's website, see if there's an updated you know, version of the software that runs the router itself yes. and ask you to update it. And so it downloads a little file. And uh, then you could, you know, you pick the file, you know, browse to it, just like you pick a file on your computer to open, you browse, you find it in your downloads, and then you hit, Update firmware and make a good backup first. So make a backup first, then do the firmware. Yes. Update. That way, if something screws up, you know, you can always go back, but don't turn it off, obviously, in the middle or you brick the thing. 
meaning it won't work at all when you're done. Uh, but do, right. the, do the update, let it go through, and now you're going to have the latest security patches. So it might have some enhanced security, might have some, some, it might be fixing some bugs that were out there that yeah. the company found. And that's why it's so important, as Rebecca, as you're saying, uh, a lot of people don't, you know, they know about operating systems, you know, you got your Windows updates come in and, you know, you get your, yeah. your phone updates, but firmware is very critical to the actual hardware devices that are, you're using on your network. Yes. Um, sometimes, you know, it could be the cameras, could be the router, could be, you know, your mm -hmm. modem, could be other devices, but keep that stuff. Just check, check. Like you said, that's a, it's a great idea. Every six months you change the batteries in your smoke detector. You know what? Check for updates you know, on all your devices and have a list, Yeah, you know, and just go through. I like list. lumping Ooh, it all it. together. It makes it easier. Yeah. Checklist. It does. And Sorry, it makes it a habit. And you know, when yep. we make things habitual, it becomes easier. Absolutely. It becomes yep. part of that routine. <laughs> so uh, lots of great stuff uh, on SafeWise, as I mentioned, uh, you guys, uh, let's see, you also have a new Facebook group too, I believe, right? Yeah. We just launched a Facebook group. It's called Ask SafeWise. And it's just sort of a place for us to dive in and answer questions like you and I've been talking about, uh, dive into more specific things. Um, and I get a lot of people that email me questions and everything from like, my son's got an internship at this town. Where's the safe place? How do I get him into a safe apartment? Um, to I had a grandma email me not too long ago looking for a lock, a cabinet lock. They had a um, like a vent in a condo and their little a very tenacious um, two-year-old grandson could dig in it and they didn't want him to get in the vent system um, right. and they didn't know what to do. And so, you know, it's just a place to have these conversations and for people to hear from more voices than just mine. Um, they're, everybody together, we all know so much more. And so just kind of creating that network um, an online community, instead of walking outside to the cul-de-sac, we can sit behind our computers on our phone, I guess, and, and kind of uh, improve uh, that safety quality of our life. Sure. And don't, and, and as we're talking about that, make sure that you're not being so distracted by your technology <laughs> that you forget about common sense and paying right. attention to the people, the places and the objects around you all the time when you're Absolutely. out and about. And, you know, we, we started a segment off, you know, talking about shopping and shopping safety. Um, I think we'll come full circle now uh, yeah. and just sort of, you know, real quick talk about the, you know, offline you know, safety and security, because, you know, you, you, you not everybody's buying stuff, you know, online, you still got to go to the grocery store. Uh, you still have to, you know, maybe go to some other places to pick up some products. You got to run down to, you know, the pharmacy to pick up a prescription, whatever it happens to be, you still got to go get gas at the gas station, right? <laughs> right. Different places that you're always going to have to go in person. And so when you're doing that, you have to make sure that you're also paying attention to what's around you because, you know, crime increases a lot of times too around the holidays because they know people are shopping. Um, they're going to, you know, to, they're going to the mall, they're buying maybe more expensive presents for things, whether it's the latest game for their, for their kid or they're buying jewelry for their wife or whatever right. it happens to be. And criminals know this. So they watch for that. And so when you're, when you're out and about, you know, like I tell people, you know, when you, when you're putting things in your car, put your kids in your car first, please. <laughs> before your packages. <laughs> You know, it drives me crazy. And, and, you know, my wife sometimes is just like, just keep driving. Don't say anything, you know, like, but, 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 you know, because I want to stop and, and say something to people like we can be, you know, at the supermarket and there's somebody and they're piling all the packages in the car and the kid's still sitting in the shopping cart. Well, 
I'm sorry. What is your most precious package, people? <laughs> child. Get the yeah. child in the car. Get your kids in the car first. Get them secured. Then your packages. You can go. Somebody steals your gallon of milk out of your car. Big deal. You go buy another one. Somebody steals right. your kid out of your car. You got a much, much bigger problem. Definitely. You know? So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you would think it would be obvious to people, but unless you're thinking about it. Exactly. And it's not that you're being paranoid. You're being careful. You're being proactive. And this is all mm -hmm. about proactive. It's the same reason we mm -hmm. talked about insurance a little while ago. You're being proactive. You don't want a problem to occur, but God forbid, if there is a problem, at least you've taken some steps to try to protect yourself and your family and your mm -hmm. community, right? So right. do these things that don't take a lot of time or money, but mm -hmm. that you want to incorporate into your everyday. For example, as I mentioned, when you're shopping, keep your eyes, you know, peeled, you know, make sure that when you're going to and from your car, if you're going to, you're still, you know, going to your job in person, right? Because a lot of people still have to right. go to job in person, you know, daylight savings time is over. It gets darker earlier. So maybe when you're leaving work, it's going to be dark. Okay. And that's yes. put you at more risk than in the daylight. So make sure you have a mm -hmm. good, strong flashlight on you. Make sure you're keeping your eyes peeled. And if you need to have somebody walk you to your car after work, whether it's a security person or when you leave in the supermarket, you want to have somebody come with you to bring your packages with you, whatever it happens to be, it is much better to be safe than sorry. Because that one time may be the only time. Right. And we don't want that to happen to anybody. So no. different things that you can do to protect yourself. Like I said, defensive flashlight is one of my favorites because it's mm -hmm. still a defensive distance weapon. You know, it's got to yeah. have a strobe light function. You see, you blind somebody. The first thing you do oh, is you yeah. take out an attacker's vision. That's why pepper spray For works sure. so well. You know, yes. and, and I call pepper spray and a flashlight my one-two punch, right? You blind them with like the flashlight that. while they're figuring that out. You get out the pepper spray. <laughs> yep, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Now they can't see oh, you. Like they can't that. see you. They can't attack you. You can, you can safely, you know, get away. And I'm so uh, it doesn't matter who you are, man or woman, you need to take steps. And I think men are a little bit more unaware because we're thinking, oh, who's, who's going to attack me when I'm shopping? Well, you'd be surprised, right? It doesn't, doesn't True. have to be just women that are being attacked. You know, the criminals are, are not biased to that, you know? Exactly. You look like somebody that is not paying attention, that could be an easy victim. And right, what makes an easy victim? Somebody not paying attention. They're on their phone. They don't hear somebody or see somebody walking up yep. from the side until, oh, too late. Don't mm -hmm. be that person. You know, yeah. Don't rely on this. Don't get caught up in the phone. We all are, are distracted by technology, mm -hmm. many forms, and it's getting worse. You know, the more apps you got on the phone, the more ding, 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 the more notifications. Oh, Facebook. Oh, Twitter. Oh, this. Oh, text. Yeah. Oh, voicemail. It, it never stops. Right? It never and, stops. <laughs> it's true. And one thing that I see all the time that I think makes it worse, um, whether you're walking somewhere or whether you're driving in your car for frick's sake, um, having earphones in headphones in earbuds in the whole time. Like you're taking, not only is your brain and your vision distracted, but now you have lost another sense to mm. let you know what's going on around you. And I mean, if you have to be on, I never have more than one earbud in my head ears, unless I am like in an interview or, you yeah. know, I'm in a very specific situation or I'm in the bathtub or something. Um, because I, I just feel like I'm, minimizing my just awareness of everything that's going on around me if I can't hear at least partially the ambient noise, you know? And so I think 
yeah, there's all of our senses um, can be engaged in that awareness and that, um, and let's not distract too many of them. <laughs> and it's easy to do. I mean, you see a lot of people yeah. and if you can't hear screaming, if you can't hear somebody running, right. Hear somebody running, yeah. you know, footsteps pounding, you know, what, whoa, exactly. what's going, you know, that you won't even know it's someone. Maybe it's somebody you're walking down the street. You got your purse sitting there and somebody's running up behind you. And all of a sudden, whoop, snatches the person. Next thing you know, you, before you realize what happened, they're 20 steps ahead of you. Right. Yeah. You have, if you sure. had heard them, you may have been <laughs> able to at least, you know, have a, a couple of seconds to react to that. Right. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, multiple senses being taken, you know, you take out your vision, you take out your hearing. I mean, what else you got <laughs> when somebody finally <laughs> does hit you or attack you or grab yeah. you, that's not a good place to be. So, so, no. you know, like I said before, people, places, and objects, you know, look at things in a new light. If you've got things around you that you can use to protect yourself, use them. You know, you get, you get looking in your car, looking in your purse, what do you have in there? Maybe no pepper spray, but you got perfume. Maybe you got hand yeah. sanitizer. It's got alcohol in it. Yeah. Squirt that in somebody's eyes. It's going to hurt. You know, so you yeah, take like a fresh that. look at, at the things Smart. that you have around you. You know, ladies, you got a manicure, scissors in there, or a nail file, or even a pen, or even a purse mm -hmm. itself, for crying out loud. Right, right? yeah. Knock somebody damn. out with a 10, 15-pound purse <laughs> you whack them with, right? So Purses are heavy. So no, I've seen some ones that are like <laughs> mini suitcases. And I'm like, what uh -huh. in the world are they carrying it? And they're walking like this because it's so heavy. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we... we we can laugh at some of these things, but at the end of the day, it's, it's serious stuff. It's stuff that is uncomfortable for mm -hmm. us to think about. Uh, and just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you can ignore it because ignoring a problem doesn't make it go away. It doesn't matter what that is. It could be a problem with safety. It could be a problem in your business. It could be a problem in your personal life. It could be a problem in your finance. It could be a problem with your relationships. It doesn't matter. Ignoring that problem doesn't make it go away. You've got to address it. You've got to deal with it. And you've got to figure out a way to make it so it is not as big of a problem. And right. I think that exactly. is, uh, you know, that kind of says it all. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we can't just, you know, say it's not going to happen. We can't right. ignore that there are these things that could occur. You know, you get into a car accident, you didn't plan on getting into a car accident today, but it happened, right? right? So right. no matter what it is, we plan for it as best we can. And then, hey, if something happens, well, we've done the best we can. And when the time right. comes, hopefully we make the right decision and we, we're in the right mindset to deal with whatever that problem happens to be. So it's uh, cranking right through here. That hour goes goes real fast here. Um, <laughs> it does. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're on the same page with a lot of stuff we could do we talk all day long, you know. Um, we uh, want to make sure that our listeners do go visit safewise.com because it's a great first place to go to do some research instead of, you know, trying to find out things on your own. You want to make sure that you keep your home safer, your family safer. Uh, and Rebecca, and as you said, you know, it's broken down into age categories, you know, senior safety, kids mm -hmm. safety, teen safety, baby safety, young adult safety. You know, there are different concerns with each one of those. And so as parents, you know, we, our number one responsibility is to keep our children safe from the right. time they're an infant, when we're securing the cabinets and keeping things out of their mouths to, you know, as they progress into, you know, young, young teens and they're in school and they may be dealing with peer pressures and, you know, things that are, you know, making them 
not be good in a, you know, in a mental place, you know, whether it's things, people, body shaming or bullying or things of that nature. And, you know, and then when they start driving, you got a whole nother set of issues. Oh my God. You're worried about them on the road and driving. (laughs) You hope you know they're getting into an accident, even if it's not their fault. Like my son went out last night, he's 17. He was going to go visit some friends. And um, I said, Hey, it's Friday night. Please just make an extra look before you go, because it's not that you're going to have, you know, make the mistake, but it could be somebody who's drinking and driving. He's like, I did. Exactly. I, I will, you know, and that's all you can yeah. do. And then you go, hope he comes home. Okay. And of course, then I can't go to sleep till he comes home, which, you know, yep. did fine. And, and that's what we all <laughs> hope for. So um, is there any final thoughts or things that you'd like to leave our listeners with today, Rebecca, because we've gone over a lot of stuff. You've got some great things to share. Any, mm-hmm. uh, any last thoughts for us? Well, you know, I'll, I'll say it, uh, you know, until I'm blue in the face, you know, be proactive, not reactive when it comes to your safety. And with our Porch Pirate campaign that you mentioned at the beginning, um, we have partnered with Cove Home Security, and we're going to be giving away some doorbell cameras. Um, So yeah, that's another good reason to go check out the website. And that's going to launch in about a week or so, right after Black Friday, um, right around Black Friday. So uh, yeah, check that out if you want to try to win a video camera, a video doorbell, if you don't have one, Um, we might be able to give you one for free. So (laughs) better free is good. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. So just, you know, hopefully everybody, you know, stay safe around the holidays. Take, uh, you know, what we say to heart, don't ignore your safety because, you know, as I said before, you don't want to learn safety by accident. You don't want to be one of those people that says, I never thought it was going to happen to me. And, you know, at that point it's too late, you know, and hopefully you come out the other side of it. Okay. But, you know, desperate people out there, sometimes the holidays, There are more mental health issues. A lot of people get depressed around the holidays. And so it is a a point of the year where, you know, crime does increase and Mm -hmm. and violent crimes increase as well. So, so stay safe, be careful. And, uh, and we'll be talking and listening to more great guests coming up soon. Again, Rebecca, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, SafeWise, great company, great information. And, uh, doing doing a lot of a lot of good stuff to keep people safer so we appreciate that thanks so much pete all right find safewise online and you can find rebecca and safewise all over social media as well (laughs) until next time everybody please stay safe thanks for tuning in to safety talk you can listen to past episodes and get the latest safety news at our website safetytalkpodcast.com be sure to visit our other websites for free safety checklists and infographics You can also sign up for free online self-defense training, learn about college campus safety, and find out more about Pete and how he can help educate your school or business through his speaking, workshops, seminars, and consulting. Subscribe to the Safety Talk podcast and never miss out on any new safety information. Until next time, stay safe.